Welcome to the Three Martini Lunch. Grab a stool next to Greg Corumbus of Radio America and Jim Garrity of National Review. Three Martinis coming up. Hey, really glad you're with us for the Friday edition of the Three Martini Lunch. We trust you had a wonderful Thanksgiving day with family and friends. Hopefully enjoyed a little football too and just remembered all the different things to be thankful for, especially this time of year. Uh, Today, of course, is traditionally known as Black Friday, which means it's the mad dash part of the holiday shopping season. It used to be the kickoff, but I'm pretty sure most people start before this. I'm certainly not one of them. Jim, I assume you and I are (laughs) similar in this department. It'll be December 20-something before we get around to uh, figuring out what we're going to get. But uh, hey, that's what the internet's for. That's why Al Gore invented it. So uh, let's... Today, as per our tradition here on the Three Martini Lunch, is our Black Friday gifts. We come up with uh, either political or otherwise prominent figures and figure out what they could use heading into 2023. Sometimes it's a little serious. Sometimes it's really practical. Sometimes it's just having some fun. So, Jim, who's batting lead off? Well, I decided to pick political figures who I don't usually agree with for, for gifts this year. This is a time for peace on earth and goodwill towards men and women. And we just kind of, I should bury the hatchet uh, with my democratic foes, uh, not in them, just, just bury it and just not. Uh... <laughs> so I thought about, you know, who, who's on the other side of the aisle who needs help and who really could, you know, use some help and what do they actually need? What I want to you know, you never like giving somebody a gift and it's a decoration and it sits in a closet. I want to actually give them a gift they'll use. So beginning with California governor, Gavin Newsom, and Greg, I'm getting him a calculator. California believed that it was going to have a nearly $100 billion surplus this year, shortly after the election. In fact, the Wednesday after the election, the California legislature's top fiscal analyst recalculated the numbers and said, oh my goodness, we're actually going to see a $25 billion deficit this year. Really unfortunate because I was repeatedly assured that uh, California was uh, that despite claims that it had become, uh, I don't want to say unlivable, but much harder place to live, that it was experiencing this exodus of citizens, the cost of living had gotten out of control, lots of cities had problems with crime and homelessness, uh, that California had become a nice place to live if you were really wealthy, and that if you weren't, it was increasingly a really hard place to live. Uh, I was told all that was nonsense, that Gavin Newsom had everything under control, and it was great, and everybody loved everything he was doing, and up, oh, lo and behold, $25 billion deficit next year. It's amazing how quickly things can turn on a dime. And it's amazing, Greg, how it only becomes clear the day after the election. <laughs> yes, it's just so coincidental that this horrific fiscal news was only discovered just as the votes uh, were cast. It's just amazing how that consistently happens. So yeah, yeah, good choice and, and very practical. I assume it's a solar-powered calculator for Gavin Newsom because you know anything that involves actual electricity would be, I'm sure, uh, something that would upset him. Yeah, he plugged it into the wall and the power line started a forest fire. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to uh, head over to Capitol Hill and we've got a new Congress coming in. And uh, as of this particular recording, um, we don't know exactly what the final margin is going to be in the House, but it's going to be narrow. It's going to be narrow. And I would guess that barring some massive defections, which at this point seem unlikely, Kevin McCarthy is going to be the next Speaker of the House as the Republicans take control of the House. But in a very narrow caucus, you got to try to keep some order because just a few people uh, can uh, can create some problems. And I would certainly encourage him to listen to all different factions. I want this to be a conservative uh, direction for the House of Representatives. But when you get 220 
or whatever number of people it is in the room, getting them all on the same page is not easy. So there's two ways to do that. First of all, I'm going to give Kevin McCarthy a bullhorn so he uh, can be heard above the din of the dissenting voices. And also, Jim, snacks, because if people are eating, they can't be talking. Oh, maybe they can. Uh, we all have kids, so we know it can be done. But it's harder to talk that way, so at least there'll be some order. And again, I hope uh, I hope everything heads in a conservative direction, but when it's that close, uh, chaos is certainly a threat, and so uh, I, I think those tools will be particularly helpful in getting the ball rolling. And another thing that could help, you know, anybody, Jim, is just being comfortable and getting a good sleep. So uh, another thing that the House Republicans might like, and really anybody, is a holiday gift that will be appreciated every night. Two suggestions for you this year and a special offer from Cozy Earth, the brand that made Oprah's favorite things five years in a row. The first suggestion is Cozy Earth Luxury Bedding. Cozy Earth Bedding is made using the finest premium viscose from highly sustainable bamboo. Their bedding is naturally temperature regulating, so you will sleep comfy all year round. Or take a look at their luxurious loungewear collection from their ultra soft lounge pants, tees and pajamas for women to their popular joggers, pullover crews and hoodies for men. Cozy Earth loungewear is designed to flatter every body type. And check out their premium plush and waffle bath towels. They'll love those too. But now you can save 40% right now on Cozy Earth bedding, loungewear, pajamas, and towels. But hurry, this holiday offer ends soon. So go to CozyEarth.com slash martini and be sure to enter martini at checkout to save 40%. CozyEarth.com slash martini. All right, Jim, we've opened the bag. We've handed out the first gifts. Who's next? So the next person is a guy who we have made fun of on this podcast for much of the year. I want to demonstrate that there are no hard feelings, that we wish this figure well, even though we don't want to see this figure in office. Greg, I felt like Beta O'Rourke needed something this year. And my first gift idea for a gift was deodorant, because you kept reading those correspondents down in Texas going on and on about how he sweat at all of these rallies. You can see the sweat rolling off him and <clears throat> he's whipping the crowd into a frenzy and everybody's, oh, this is the year Texas turns blue. He's sweating. Um, and it turned out, no, this was not the year Texas turned blue. And I actually don't think there's anything particularly significant about a candidate who is sweating. But then I thought about it. You know what would really make Bitter or Work happy and maybe put him on a more fulfilling and satisfying time in life, Greg? What's that? Time in a recording studio. Doesn't Beto come across as a guy who deep down really wanted to be a rock star and has been only pursuing public office as a kind of stepping stone to get to that rock star status that he wants. Could be. Could you know, all those be. profiles, they all talk about how he's got the guitar, or they talk about his days in the band. Yes, it was a furry band, and he dressed up in weird outfits. But the point is, he always seemed like a guy who really enjoyed being a celebrity and was kind of interested in public policy and governing. So I think it's time for a better or work to chase his dream and to try to stop chasing you know, getting elected to office in Texas, which is a pretty darn Republican state. I want him to be happy and ideally going off and doing his thing away from the, the government of the United States or the government of Texas. Now, I think that's a good call. A skateboard probably would lead to injury more than uh, a recording <laughs> He's session. He's got a bunch of those. He, he you still, know. still has those. How do you campaign in Texas and not sweat? I mean, you could be the right, most point. just standing in one place, monotone person, and just you're going to still gush through your shirt if you're campaigning in the summer or fall there. I mean, it's just the way Texas is. But uh, if you're in the mainstream media, apparently it's mesmerizing if it's a Democrat doing it. Just weird. 
Uh, I'm going to stick with the Democrats here, uh, and this is for Kamala Harris, our vice president. Gavin Newsom, who's really making out like a bandit here in this uh, gift session. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, perhaps some others, because they assumed while they didn't want it that the midterms were not going to go their way. And that that would uh, strongly suggest that a fading Joe Biden would probably be a one-term president, might not even run again. Well, now the Democrats are keeping the Senate, and they kept it very, very close in the House, although they did lose the majority, and they uh, really didn't lose much in the way of governorships. The only one that flipped to the Republicans was Nevada. So that means Joe Biden is now considered far more viable for 2024 than he was just a couple of weeks ago, and that means the 2024 presidential ambitions of Vice President Harris, Secretary Buttigieg, Governor Newsom, maybe Governor Polis, maybe Governor Whitmer, uh, and a bunch of other people are going to be very, very uh, unlikely to move forward unless uh, there's far more evidence of Joe Biden's uh, decline in health. And so for them, I don't know if they still make crying towels, but a four-year supply of uh, tissues, maybe sponsored by Kleenex, uh, for them to weep over their uh, ambitions that they see uh, evaporating right before them. And they're they're probably going to have to wait until at least 2028, unless circumstances beyond their control intervene uh, between now and 2024. That is a excellent option there. In fact, Biden was, in fact, the, the person I was giving my third gift to. Ah, way to whet the appetite. Jim's gift for Joe Biden in just a second. All right, Jim, the people can't wait any longer. What'd you get Joe Biden? So you think about it, I have a similar assessment. All in all, he, you know, considering this, what we expected in the midterms, Joe Biden had a pretty good uh, 2022, but really it only gets uh, harder from here. He's another year older. He's now 80. Um, we didn't see a lot of him on the campaign trail in the midterm elections. Uh, he occasionally you know, was doing Democratic donor events, but he wasn't doing the big rallies and stuff. And look, we, we look at his schedule. We know he only does events around the middle of the day. He doesn't do stuff early in the morning. He doesn't do stuff late at night. And look, we all know he goes back to Delaware almost every weekend. Joe Biden is a guy who needs a lot of rest. And if he's going to run for re-election in 2024, Look, 2023 is the year he'd better rest up. So, Greg, I just kind of think, what, what is the most natural gift I can give him? And I just came up with a my pillow. <laughs> I, I'm sure Mike Lindell would be happy to provide one. And, you know, lots of people keep saying it. I'm sure if it really gives people the best night's sleep they've ever had, why shouldn't the president of the United States enjoy it? And I, as I understand it, these uh, pillows are certified Venezuelan hacker free. Uh, and there's no other way that anybody can hack your pillows or anything like that. So anyway, I just kind of think I want everyone to get a good night's rest and everyone keeps raving about the my pillows. So here you go, Joe Biden. I can't wait to see the look on his face. That could be the key to healing our nation's partisan divide, Jim. You never know. <laughs> could be something just that random, but uh, uh, it's good pillow. Yeah, definitely. So uh, Joe Biden, you're welcome. I think we've been extremely kind to Democrats here, Jim. I think that speaks very highly of our maturity. But then, of course, when we get back into our regular fare, we're going to be pretty brutal and honest with them as well. Uh, Jim, uh, since these are hypothetical gifts and we don't actually have to spend the money, uh, I'm going to get very lavish here uh, for my last one. And that is a six-month vacation with the stipulation that you make no public statements to everyone rumored to be running for president in 2024. <laughs> I'll put you on an island. I don't care. Just stay away from making announcements and butting into 2024. Trump's already done it, so I can't send uh, him on vacation. But for everybody else, uh, just relax. Kick back. If you want to make some phone calls to organize things because you know you want to do it, fine. 
I just don't want to hear about it. Doesn't need to happen after the holidays right away. Doesn't even need to happen until the snow melts pretty much everywhere. Uh, By the summertime next year, if you want to say so that you're running, go for it. But I don't want to hear about it in the beginning of the year. Greg, I think it's a terrific gift, but I'd be very careful because I can see a lot of, you know, aspiring presidents looking at that gift and saying, sure, I'm going to spend my vacation in Iowa and New Hampshire. <laughs> Let them. They can go there. I don't care. I just don't want to hear about it. But of course, if they're there, they're going to get covered. So it's probably impossible. And of course, Jim, I would be remiss. I think we did this last year with your previous volumes, but uh, the Joe Biden national security team. You got a lot of things to juggle right now. You've got the Russia situation with Ukraine. You got China. You got Iran. You got lots of different balls you should be juggling in terms of threats on the world stage. Obviously, they all need to read Gathering Five Storms, (laughs) uh, the latest in the Dangerous Click series. I think it could do them a world of good. Thank you, Greg. Uh, You know, it's funny. They may recognize certain portraits in that book. They may recognize. (laughs) Man, the the, the administration in this book sounds terrible. They're looking for simple, easy narratives to feed the public. They don't care if the problems and threats are really neutralized. God, they're they're terrible. Thank God I'm not them. (laughs) Fantastic. Well, if you are still going out to physical stores at this point, uh, put on your protective gear. uh, Get those sharp elbows ready to get whatever the hot toy is, or you can just do it online. Uh, but if you are in a, in a, especially in a small community and you got the mom and pop stores out there, Small Business Saturday and so forth, make sure you uh, patronize them as much as you can and uh, keep your local economy doing as well as it can because uh, that could be a bumpy road uh, in the coming year as well. So, uh, Jim, happy shopping for real. And I'll talk to you on Monday. See you Monday, Greg. Jim Garrity, National Review. I'm Greg Corumbus of Radio America. Thanks so much for being with us today. Do subscribe to the Three Martini Lunch podcast. If you don't already, tell a friend about us as well. Thank you so much, sincerely, for your five-star ratings and your kind reviews. They really do help us. Uh, Also, get us on your home devices. All you have to say is play Three Martini Lunch podcast. As mentioned, go out and for your real Christmas gifts by gathering five storms and the short story Saving the Devil. And follow us on Twitter. He's at Jim Garrity. I'm at Dateline underscore DC. Have a great Friday and join us again on Monday for the next Three Martini Lunch. Hey, this is Todd Herman, host of The Todd Herman Show. You might have heard me on Rush Limbaugh's show. I was a regular fill-in for about eight years. God rest Rush. I now do a show out of the high mountains of free America because, you know, I got exiled from Seattle. I'm beginning to think, trying to put myself in the heads of the elites. And you know what I'm figuring out? In their minds, they have to parent us because, of course, we're rebellious teenagers who want to be able to drive gas-powered cars and have guns. Check out The Todd Herman Show every day on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.